Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. What is the knowledge we need in order to pray and to connect to God? How might this knowledge help us approach God even if we might feel distant from God's presence? In Parshat Kitisa, following the sin of the golden calf, Moshe asks to know God, Exodus 33.13. This is perhaps the most intense exchange in the Bible between God and Moshe. Moshe has already secured a form of initial forgiveness from the sin of the golden calf, Exodus 32.14. But God is threatened to permanently distance God's self from Israel and to send an angel to lead them instead, Exodus 32.34 and 33.3. This greatly upsets the people, and they begin to mourn the loss of God's presence, Exodus 33.4. Indeed, to actualize God's distancing, Moshe moves the tent where God's presence appears to him from the middle of the camp to outside the camp entirely, Exodus 33.7. But Moshe does not give up on reconciling with God. Moshe says, quote, Now, if I have truly found grace in your eyes, Please let me know your ways, that I may know you, and that I might find grace in your eyes, and you will see that this nation is your people. Exodus thirty-three thirteen. Moshe asks to know God's ways, but this is not a philosophical exploration about the nature of God. It is a question with a purpose, as noted by the end of the verse, so that God will see the nation as God's people. Moshe is asking for God to make known the divine aspect that will allow God to return to dwell in the midst of the people. As Dr. Dvorah Steinmetz writes, quote, Moses' request to know God's ways, then, is not a request for a general knowledge of God. Rather, Moses is saying, let me know your ways that will enable you to walk with us. Moshe hopes that God's ways, in this case, are characterized by God's ability to forgive the people and return to their midst. In other words, Moshe's request for knowledge of God is another way of asking for grace. This verse highlights the essence of Moshe's prayer. Moshe wants to know God, and as a result of that knowing, to feel God's grace. It is God's grace, and not God's justice, that will allow God to return to the people. The verse centers these two words, knowing and grace, in a chiastic ABCBA structure around the term for God's ways. Now, if I have truly found grace in your eyes, section A, please let me know, section B, your ways, section C, that I may know you, section B, and that I might find grace in your eyes, section A. The idea of a chiasm is to highlight the middle. The center of the ABCBA structure is God's ways, drachecha, which we later learn in Exodus 33.19 consists of grace and mercy. This is made explicit in the following Midrash. Quote, When Israel made the golden calf, Moshe said to God, Please teach me by what attribute do you direct your world? For it says, Please let me know your ways that I may know you. Exodus 33:13. The Holy Blessed One said to him, Through the attribute of mercy I direct my world, as it says, God of grace and mercy. Exodus 34:6. Tanhuma Shlach 14. 
the Midrash understands that when Moshe asks to know God, he is asking God to let him know by which attribute God conducts the world. The answer to Moshe's question of teach me your ways is, I am a God of grace and mercy. Even though it takes some back and forth in the biblical text for this answer to emerge, the Midrash highlights God of grace and mercy, El Rachum Bechanun, as the core response to Moshe's request to know God. Indeed, in this broader biblical exchange between God and Moshe from Exodus 33, 5 through 19, two words appear seven times, functioning as the guiding words of the passage, yada, to know, and chen, grace. In the end, it is God's grace that allows God to be with the people. The people are stiff-necked and by all rights do not deserve God's presence among them. Initially, God is afraid that God might destroy them if God continues to accompany them. And yet, by the end of the exchange between God and Moshe, God's grace and mercy are paramount, highlighted in Exodus 33.19 and 34.6, and God agrees to return. The linking of the words to know and grace, key to this scene of reconciliation, occurs in a central prayer in the weekday Amidah, the first blessing in the series of requests. You grace, chonein, people with knowledge, dad, and teach humans discernment. Grace us, chonenu, from you, knowledge, dea, discernment and intelligence. Blessed are you, Hashem, who graces knowledge, chonein, hadad. What kind of knowledge are we asking for in this blessing? The key to understanding this blessing is to take note of the combination of the verb chonein, grace, and the object, dad, knowledge. If the blessing were asking God for knowledge in a more general sense, one might have expected a verb such as latate to grant or lilamed to teach, which occur often in the Bible before the object dot. Indeed, the opening line of our blessing could have mirrored Psalm 94.10, which reads, Hamilamed Adam Da'at, who teaches a person wisdom, by stating, Atamilamed Adam Da'at, you teach people wisdom. In fact, the verb lichanein does not appear with dot as its object anywhere in the Bible, the source for the language of the Sidur. And yet, by choosing the more unusual verb chonein, our blessing links to the biblical scene in which Moshe asks to know God and thereby gain God's grace. Our blessing then recalls this scene in which Moshe asks God to be in the midst of the people despite their sinning ways. What could this blessing mean given this reference to the terms of knowledge and grace from Exodus 33? As we begin a series of requests of God, we are also beginning a journey back into relationship with God. We cannot exist without God's grace, and we are asking for the knowledge that Moshe asked for following the sin of the golden calf, to know that God will act according to God's grace, not God's anger. Indeed, this request for knowledge is less a fact-finding mission than an aspiration about how God conducts God's self. We want to know that it is grace that God will choose to abide by, even when we anger God. Of course, God's world is not characterized only by mercy and grace. God, God's self, struggles with this attribute. According to the Talmud, God even goes so far as to pray God's self that God's mercy may conquer God's anger. Quote, May it be my will that my mercy conquers my anger, and my mercy overcomes my other attributes, and I behave toward my children with the attribute of mercy. Brachot 7a. 
If God is meant to be in our midst, then God must place grace and mercy at the center. And even though God struggles with this and has to pray about it, it is the essence that God ultimately wants to be known by. The first thing we have to ask God for in the Amida, before any specific request, is God's presence in our lives. This blessing, Chonein Hadad, is the necessary opening to our requests. We ask God to grace us with the knowledge of God, and specifically to know a God who fills the world with grace. Following the sin of the golden calf, the children of Israel and God are estranged from each other in an extreme fashion. Yet through Moshe's knowledge of a God filled with grace, God returns to the people. In our world, where we might also feel estranged from God's presence, we also ask for the knowledge that God will fill the world with grace. It is only in that world that we can begin to draw near to God's presence. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.